Hello, and welcome to The Campaigns, the actual play podcast from D&D Academy. I am Michael, and this is A New World, Episode 2, Arouse the Ship. In the previous episode, we just started the adventure with a number of ships from the Gravenstone Empire entering into a magical portal. Evan's character, Blaine, was the only one, as far as he knows, that observed the largest of these ships explode just before it was to enter the portal. On the other side of the portal, they found themselves in the midst of a terrible storm that rocked their ship. We pick up this episode as the PCs trade one catastrophe for another. So here is A New World, episode number two, Arouse the Ship. I do. There's going to be screaming and yelling, and, and probably you're being in the way more than any help since you don't really know what you're doing. But occasionally it might be a situation where, like, one of the sailors is just exhausted after eight hours of continuously trying to fight the storm, holding ropes, tying things off, that they're just so physically exhausted that you jump in for a couple hours, even if it's just like holding a rope so that the sails don't move might be helpful. Uh, bailing water out of some of the lower holds, checking on people about walking through, making sure other, you know, things are okay. So there's there's ways that you could help out and you can assist, but there's not a whole lot you can do. So you guys yourselves, there starts to be a fatigue factor after the second day where this, this continues, there's exhaustion sets into your bones and it's just, it's almost impossible to fight against. One thing that you would notice while this was all going on is that the water that was sweeping overboard has a very harsh sort of metallic taste to it. And it actually, it doesn't like burn the skin like acid, but it, it does like irritate the skin, the skin. So if someone was exposed to it a long time, you would actually start to have a rash. And it doesn't seem like it's poison, but it's certainly not water that you're used to, even salt water. There's a corrosiveness to it. It also is a green color, which seawater is bluish and greenish, but this is a different sort of deeper, darker green than what you would normally think of as seawater on, on the regular planet. So in a very typical movie situation, the storm has raged for hours again, stretching to days, probably three days total. And at some point during that time, all of you in various states of helping, protecting yourself, praying to God, having sex because you think you're dying, whatever, you pass out from exhaustion and you're asleep. So I'll ask you, Nick, where did you pass out? I was probably in my room. I mean, I'm thinking I'm probably not feel liking you know, this whole ship thing to begin with, being that my I take a lot of my energy from the earth and being disconnected, not liking the sea one bit. Um, so just probably your... a lot of seasickness, not a whole lot of wandering around, interacting with people. Just hold up. And okay. So you're in your room, door closed, just trying to hold on to the, to the boat. Yes. All right. Actually, is, is your name Tredek? Tredak? How do you want to I, I was thinking Tredek. Tredek. Okay. So Tredek is in his room. Duran, where are you? Uh, or Duran, right? Duran. Duran. Tredek? Yeah. Duran. Uh, so soft sound. Uh, I, I figure I would be uh, on the poop deck. <laughs> Pooping. Uh, he's on the chair. 
No, uh, asleep. As people were getting hurt from being tossed around and stuff, taking care of people, or a severe seasickness coming up with uh, nausea and medication okay. or whatever. So, so like herbalist version yeah. to kind of keep people calm. Okay, so you probably would have been below deck as well, trying to help the exhausted sailors or the civilians. Uh, when they come back down, maybe even the, you probably have spells. We won't get into it, but you probably have spells of restorative nature that might help, you know, have someone not need as much sleep or otherwise let them perform better, like performance enhancing spells, PESs. You know? mm -hmm. So you're probably doing that. So where would Blaine have been? Or is it Blonde? If there was a place close to the main deck of the ship where I could rest, that's where I'd go. So there's probably the forecastle or aft castle, which are the usually where like the captain's quarters are. They're the, the little buildings on top of the main decks. In this situation, no one's going to complain or argue if you're using those. So that's probably where you set yourself up. Okay. So I need you guys. So you are completely unconscious. And then you are awoken as you hear a crying scream echo down the halls, fire! There's a fire in the holds! Oh God, I think I did have a create water spell. Put it out! <laughs> so what are you gonna do? <laughs> Groan as I attempt to. The ship is still lurching at, at this point. At this moment, actually, when you wake up, there's a calm. The ship is pretty much just not even moving as far as you can tell. I'm going to go open, throw open the door and uh, see what the heck's going on. Okay, so you open the door, and there's already a little bit of smoke starting to kind of curl along the floor of the, the uh, I guess, what, hallway or alleyway that would separate the, the rooms below deck. And there's a couple other people that have sort of in the same situation, probably woke from an exhaustive sleep. They're kind of looking out. They seem more worse for wear than maybe even you. And you can hear again the, the cry now even louder since your door is open. We need help. There's fire in the hold. So this is, this is the second time we've had trouble with this nitro since we've started this trip. <laughs> well, you don't. Well, I don't know, actually. Yeah, we, we don't, we I, I imagine you haven't had a lot of time to. Oh, by the way, big ship exploded because this storm has been raging continuously for like 70 hours. Hasn't been at the top. Probably of hasn't communicated it yet. So you aren't even aware that that's happened. Okay. All right. So you also hear the yell the second time. So you've also passed out in your room or maybe another room, possibly even in like the galley. Maybe people were in like a mess galley area congregating together. Okay. And you also hear, fire! There's a fire in the holds! And it kind of rouses you from your sleep. But you blame being on the top deck, you're currently not aware. You're not of the aware of the heat you feel on your feet. Exactly. <clears throat> that burning sensation that you often associate with Athlete's foot. Athlete's foot. We have to fight the fire. You have to fight the fire. All right, so go ahead and give me an initiative roll. Which is a two. Okay, so whatever you rolled, plus two. Okay. Fourteen. All right, Doran, what is your initiative? Uh, Thirteen. Fourteen. Thirteen. So both of you go before the fire will go. So, Tredic, what are you doing? I'm going to try and find a bucket of water. Okay, so you're going to just start moving. Are you just looking for a bucket, or are you looking for a bucket as you're making your way closer? You would be somewhat familiar with the layout of the ship. This is pretty much the ship that you guys are on. You would currently be on the first level down, 
There are two levels. There's a total of three levels, basically a deck and then two uh, holes. The second level is the living quarters. The bottom hole is where all the supplies and such are. So you would know that it would be below you. There's are there any slaves on the ship? No. There are no slaves. Legally, no slaves in the Empire. I guess I'm going to I'm gonna look for a bucket and some water. We call okay. them volunteers. All right. Go ahead and roll me a perception, which is... Wisdom. My wisdom modifier. My wisdom is 18. I think it's a 4. That's a plus 4. Yeah. So that's a 14. All right. So you recall that there are actual, like, fire stations on ships, and part of your uh, embarkation information was the location of these, and there is a sort of like a little bucket of sand and an empty bucket of water and a little sort of broom cupboard near each of the entrances to the holes. You're kind of in the middle, so you could go left or right down the hallway, and either way will take you closer to one of them. You can't, you wouldn't, weren't able to tell where the call came from. It most likely came from below you, so you don't know which way would be better. So essentially, you got a 50-50 shot. You want to go left or go right? Let's go left. Okay. So you start making your way down the left, and you coincidentally, since you chose left, run right into Duran, who is coming out of a room as well. So... On your action, you see Tredic kind of running towards you. He seems to be sort of looking left to right, almost like a cat chasing a, a light, laser pointer, yeah, laser pointer uh, coming okay. towards you. And you also obviously have heard the fire in the holes. There's a fire in the holes. Look. Yeah. <laughs> well, I by the look, I see that I, I would imagine that he's going towards the fire. Let's, you know, let's go. All right. Both of you roll me an intelligence check. Six. 19. Right. So you both continue to head towards uh, the I'm nearest... I'm not sure what fire is. The nearest hold, uh, or entrance to the hold. And, and the way the ship works, like it's sort of like locking in on the deadliest catch. There's there's access ports all the way down from like the main deck, and then there's people access from within. But as you start to go, you kind of notice like there's a cup, maybe that's upturned on a table, that rolls off and hits the floor, and then it just kind of keeps rolling way too steadily than it should and you realize that the ship is actually not perfectly horizontal there seems to be a bit of a list to it where what you would associate to be the rear of the ship appears to be lower it's pretty minor so it's not like it's the titanic and you're fighting to stay alive but there's definitely the ship is not equal anymore and you continue making your way down all right that would be round one you hear cries can continue it's getting closer to the nitro. We need help. Tredic, you are now at the the first access port, and there's smoke just billowing like a chimney out of this hole. It's like a three-foot-by-three-foot square. There's a hard ladder that goes down the opposite side at an angle. So if you, like, jump directly into the hole about halfway down, you hit the ladder. And there's actually cargo netting that goes around the other two opposite sides for climbing as well. You can start to hear the sounds, too. There's goats and chickens and other livestock that's also part of the colony supplies, and they're balking and squawking and mooing and neighing and chirping. Here, here we go. Level 4 ice storm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? I didn't cast that. Right. I didn't have that. So idea. what are you going to do? So, that, so at this point, if you enter into the holes, there's, I'm not saying you're going to die, but there's a lot of smoke. It's going to be hard to see. It's going to be hard to see. <coughs> that's what's going on. Coughing. Basically, yeah. Good role playing. Yeah. There's we there's no other way to vent this smoke out around here. No, like 
port maybe windows or not at this point there are portholes mm -hmm. once you get in shut yeah they're, they're currently but once you get into the next level down you're essentially water level or below so if you open a window down there bad things are going to happen yeah there are again if you go all the way to the main deck there are um, big, big sections of the ship that come up almost like a lid that allow oh, you hatches, hatches. hatches. Big hatches that would allow you to get all the way down. If you could open those up, then that would allow the smoke to freely rise. Mm. Ventilating is a very dangerous thing, and you better be sure you're going to suppress the fire before you oxygenate the fire. Because yeah. clearing the room to see, you better be ready to put it out as soon as you can see it. Just letting you know. That's my, my, that's my 19 knowledge advice to you. It says Duran. Alright, let's go. So what are you going to do? Give me a decision. Do something or we're moving on. Hold on there, little one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how big you are. But I haven't... Well, wait a minute. What are you? Half elf. Half elf. So you're caught by indecision, so I'm actually going to say you're holding. Well, so Duran actually... Or Duran, you, you kind of jump in because you're beside of him. and You guys can kind of go at the same time, but cinematically... Well, we hesitates. can make it cinematic like you can take my advice. Like... You're here and you're ready, and I, I'll just say, you know, I'm gonna open this lid, you know, let the heat and gas fly out, and then I'm gonna jump down there and I'm gonna cast this spell. And when I say, you know, open up the hatches, open up the hatches all the way up. Well, to get to the hatches, he would have to get to the main deck. I was thinking maybe oh. of trying to entangle and smother the fire. Attack the fire with your sword. With, with piercing damage, but yeah, nonetheless. But. So, no. make sure, uh, make sure uh, I uh, understand. There are multiple ways to get into the hold. Where you're at right now is a person access. So, it'd be yeah. like, like the door and the ladder. There are cargo accesses. Think of it like a cargo elevator. That if you go all the way to the main deck, there's going to be a huge section of the main deck that will unlatch. And you could lift it up with like a crane. So, it's maybe like... Five, ten feet one way, ten, fifteen feet yeah, the other. Yeah, the big ones. And that would go all the way down. That shaft is encircled by wood. So as a person, you can't walk from the second level and then fall down that hole. You'd run into a wall. But if you go up top, you could open up that hatch, go down the second level, open up the hatch, and then you'd have an uh, open port all the way down to the bottom level. Okay. That's how they got all the supplies on there. It was like with a big crane, and they were in boxes. They filled up the cargo holds put the first level back on, then, you know, people okay. at the top level. So you can do that, but you can't do it from here. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're at just like a, like a little hatch you'd open up two feet by two feet for a person to go down. Okay. Well, if that we, changes anything or not. Not really. Okay. We'll open up the door and what happens when I... Okay. So when you actually open up the hatch, the smoke really black and just starts to... <clears throat> and you can hear... Again, the sounds of animals down below freaking out. There's people still trying to call out, but calling out weaker. So the whole hold is full of smoke. It doesn't mean it's full of fire because it's pretty yeah. contained. So the smoke hasn't had a really good place to go yet. So the fire itself might be pretty small, but there's a lot of smoke. So if you go into there, it's going to be a hazardous environment. So there's like a mechanical difference in how you'll be able to see how long you'll be able to so breathe. there's anim animals involved here yes there I, are goats chickens I'm, I'm thinking cows. maybe at this point i'm not even thinking rationally like i need to get these animals out like number one priority as you know being a druid not even necessarily concerned so much about the people but needing to get these even barnyard livestock animals out of here okay yeah. 
So then, what are you? So you open the hatch. You both can still do one more thing. What are you doing? I hear a chicken cry you out. Hear, I'm running. <laughs> Wait, I'm I gotta going, do my chicken. I'm going. I'm going down. I'm going down. I start freaking out, and I'm. Right, so you see Duran jump down the hole. So again, so the way it works, it's like three feet ladder. It goes at a slight incline. If you were coming down, it's almost a lot like my stairwell, the, the, the stairs. So if you jump straight down, about halfway down, you would actually hit the ladder, and then you could go the rest of the way down. Okay. Or you could, if you wanted to, like, kind of try to go around it by jumping and holding on to, the, like, where your feet were and swinging underneath yourself, then you'd be able to land just in an open area. Probably doesn't make a difference time-wise, but, like, cinematic clarity would look different. As soon as you enter, smoke just starts to fill your face. It, it's not completely obscured, but again, cinematic, you're in the burning building in the movie. So there's a little red over here, mm-hmm. a little red over here. You see a couple people that are down here, they're holding their shirts up or their cloths up, and they're trying to bat out the fire with towels or rags. You see the animals the f- in cages. The and first thing. There, well, there's, there's fire in multiple locations. Uh, yep. And there's also, there's like a pretty big division. So the bottom hole is actually separated. You'd have to go through like a doorway to get to the other hole. You know what I'm saying? The, the hole is separated in two different places. This is where the, like the livestock is. The actual like supplies, water, wood, nails, nitro would be on the other side of the wall. You don't know at this point if that side's on fire or not. You also notice that you land in about a foot and a half of water. Oh, well the ship I, I must be going it. down. Okay, Blaine. At this point, someone throws open uh, the door to the forecastle, and this is the point where you kind of you start awake, and you realize that there's a like a body on you. Something you've sort of been like cozying up and hugging like a pillow was a person, and you push that person off, and it's the captain of the ship. As one of the sailors says, "Captain, captain, the holds are on fire." I was sleeping with the captain. You were sleeping with the captain, not like that way, but you both just passed out. In the same room at the same time. We're in the Navy. <laughs> the captain, I'm in the captain's room, yes. cuddling. So you, you feel like he took advantage of you because of his position of authority. What position were we in? <laughs> it's called the authority position. Oh. All right. So anyway, so as you push the figure off, that's when you realize it's the captain who also starts awake. As, again, one of the sailors comes in and starts yelling, saying there's, there's a fire in the hold. And you can even see already that there's starting to be smoke that sort of just seeping out of the rectangular crack in the the main deck where the hatch was. Now, the hatch is really heavy. Normally, you would come off with <sighs> a crane device. I know what I'm doing. So, what would you like to do? You, The captain is already starting to shout orders, uh, such as... I turn to the captain to and say, what do I do? He kind of grabs you by the shoulders. We need to open the hatch. Run for your life! Fuck <laughs> 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 this, I'm gone! <laughs> Grab my bags, we're out of here. Abandoned <laughs> <laughs> <The main> ship. <laughs> I'm captain. He, he stops, looks you deep in the eyes. He takes I it, love you. He puts his hat on me and he's like, "You're a captain now. Come, don't tell him." <laughs> <laughs> Why are you asking me, captain? No, he says we've got to get those uh, that hatch open, and he pushes you toward it without any further direction. Roll me an intelligence. Uh, six. Uh, six. Okay, so you remember from the again the embarkation process that that hatch comes open, and that it generally lifts up and it's quite big. And you remember seeing some people that were turning some sort of 
uh, almost like a key device, almost like a steering wheel, but you don't know where those are. So basically, at the four corners of the hatch, there's a little place, a little uh, socket, where you need to insert something and turn and loosen the hatch, but you don't know where those keys are. So you run up to the, to the thing, and that's when you realize, oh, wait, and you're looking around, and you don't currently see those. So we'll go back to... What would any big tough guy do in that situation? Rip the hatch off. You're goddamn right. I'll, <laughs> I'll also tell you that, to melee the that you know to this point, because again, you're on a perfectly calm sea. It's, you know, it doesn't even sink in right away because you're so focused on what's going on, but there's no clouds in the sky. The sky is blue, much like the, the world that you came from. There is a slight different sort of shade to it. It's a bit of a darker blue, but other than that, it looks like our sky. You do see that there are uh, two moons. So even though it's daytime, you can still see that there are two you know, satellite moons uh, in the sky, that they're much bigger than what we would think of, like probably twice as big field of view. And one of them has cracked almost like an egg. So the two halves have separated and there's just like a debris field between them. But you can clearly see that just with your normal eyesight. And you also see that there are n there is nothing around you as far as you. So as you're looking for the key and you're looking over the sides of the ship, there's no land and there's no other ships as far as you can see in either direction. It looks as if you're in the middle of nothing. And then that, and that's when you realize you don't have the key. So we'll jump back to Tredic. All right. So you see Duran. Hmm. Duran. Lost keys, huh? <laughs> Does it look this like story, <laughs> this story of the lost keys. Uh, He's really venting in the game. Yeah, yeah. So you, uh, you saw Duran jump down into the pit, or uh, to the hold. Smoke starts billowing out, so you're already starting to cough. You can actually even hear splashing. Like when he lands, you hear the splashing of water. The animals are going crazy. You're starting to freak out because of it. I, I need to get these animals out of there. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going in. All right. So you jump in. Give me um, a dexterity check d20 yeah plus two three yes because i landed on my head the smoke has already started to kind of cloud your vision you miss step and you sort of you don't like fall to your death and die but you actually you twist your ankle when you land you don't land properly so you're going to have a movement penalty for a little while that's uh, not the we'll, we'll say four damage and your dexterity is four less temporarily and there's a movement penalty. So you just kind of have like a curled your ankle a little bit when you land it. Obviously, as a healer, you could go around and heal yourself if you want to. Yeah. I, at this point, I had taken a purified water spell. So not exactly. Okay. So you fell and hurt yourself. But you're now down in the holds. Your ankle hurts. Smoke fills your face. You're having trouble breathing. You're having trouble seeing. You see Duran just a few feet in front of you. You now see that the hold has like three or four small fires. There are a couple people down here that are trying to fight it, but you actually see one of them like slump over into the water as you jump down from smoke inhalation. What is your, Duran, what's your constitution modifier? Uh, negative one. Good to know. It's 17 would be a three, I believe. Three. Yep. So you what's have three rounds before you have to start rolling checks to see if you can stay... Oh, what, conscious because of smoke. You will start rolling saves next turn. I'm the law. Yeah. All right. So you jump down, heart tranquil. Now what? I'm going for the animals unless okay. he's convinced me that there's something more of a priority here. I'm pretty much got tunnel vision on getting these 
creatures so out of here. Not, I don't want to dissuade you, but but what exactly is the plan? Because even if you go and lock all the cages, I don't. That's I don't not going to help. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if I'm thinking. He's in a panic stricken mode. I don't yeah. think. I'm, I don't think I'm thinking rationally at okay. this point. I've been out sea for God knows like how long. Seventy hours straight. I'm cut off from everything I've ever known. I'm violently seasick. These animals are frightened, and I'm freaking the hell out here. All right. <laughs> I'm an advocate. Like my mentality is. Who could I experiment on down here? One guy to save everybody. That's what's that's what's happening for the greater good. Because that's the mentality you need to have as somebody who's going into those types of situations. Like you're you're looking at you're looking at the numbers here. Our our whole group depends on this boat staying afloat right now. So if that guy just collapsed, I don't really care until after the fire. Is put out. If you have to use his body as a battering ram to get it over. Well, I mean, he's likely going to drown because there is a foot and a half of water. So what he's saying is he's not going to go. We need this water, but it's... <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. So you're heading towards the animal pens to start opening them up. Yeah. What are you doing? Unless he's going to I've... convince me otherwise. Here. Apparently he's ignoring you. <laughs> Create water and it... Uh... I can purify. Alternatively, the water falls in as rain in a 25-foot cube within range, extinguishing exposed flames. Okay. I am going to um, roll to see if you're able to properly speak your component spells because of the smoke. So basically, as you start to talk... Oh, it was a hidden <gasps> sleep. You're going to inhale the smoke. I so, have to, I didn't know I had to talk to tell my spells. Yeah. Uh, anytime you cast a spell, there's a uh, verbal component. You have okay. to say something. There's also a uh, somatic component, you have to move your hand. Pretty low percent. I mean, it's not like 99% you're going to fail or anything. It's pretty low, but there is a chance that you will not be able to catch yourself. This is, this is the DM. <laughs> Alright. And you successfully cast your spell and the rain starts to fall. Because of the soot, you can't really tell anything, but the water that falls does look to be greenish in color rather than the clear blue. The normal that blue to. that I'm used to. Yeah. Okay. So one of the three fires that you could currently see is extinguished. It's still smoking, smoldering, but it is yeah, out. Creating more smoke than we had before. Yes. Um, so from the other side of the wall, you start to hear some sort of pounding, whether it's a person or something else you don't know, but there's definitely that other side where the nitro is and the other like non-livestock That's the supply. special hold. That's the one someone's just been pounding on the door. You don't know, doesn't say anything, so you don't know why, but you both clearly hear that. Blake, you're on the deck, you're there, you don't have the key, people are milling about, yelling, what are you doing? Um, I want to yell as loud as I can, and can I make a strength roll to see how, I want to like use my diaphragm and my body to yell as loud as possible, try and get over the screams of people, and and okay. yell, where's the key to the hatch? Okay, so let's, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that would, really would be a charisma check, unless... I'm just trying to get loud. So what would you, uh, strength? I mean, would you just like diaphragm? He's like, using a combination it's of strength. It's like a bellowing... Strength and charisma. Everybody move! Like Andre the Giant type of a thing? It's strength. Oh, well, okay. I don't, like, I don't know. Alright, what's your strength modifier? Plus four. What's your charisma modifier? Um, 11 and 12 is plus one. Plus one. Sort of an average, we'll give you a three. Well, I'll give you a plus three to your roll. Natural 20. The, everybody's deaf. I scream <laughs> so loud. So what exactly do you say? Where's the key to the hatch? Almost like a fart in church. It's just like silence from a, everybody stops what they're doing. The storm 
actually goes, huh? Well, the storm's already gone, but oh. the storm comes back. Yeah, looks like at you, and then... What'd you say? Yeah. So, complete, just like, silence. It's crit dice. It's crit dice. On a yell. Good job. So, one of the uh, sailors sort of looks over, and you see that there's almost like one of those, I think they're called uh, bilge pins that they use to hold the ropes. That They come sometimes, like in the old movies, you'll see them use like swords um, and clubs. And there's a couple on the, the railings of the ship. He grabs one up and throws it at you. Oh! <laughs> Okay, he picks one up, throws it to, ah! to, to you. Uh, Dexterity. Is it, do I, do it, I look at this and look at the hatch and immediately realize what to do? Yeah, it's, it's about three feet long, and on one end it looks like almost like a gear. There's like four little nubs. Mm-hmm. The other side, it looks like a steering wheel, so you know to put it in and you have to turn it, and that's what's going to release the hatch. Okay. But there's four of those mm-hmm. in one of each corner, and... As you do that, you actually see other people running to the other corners with multiple people. Okay. So you have calmed the ship and gotten order, and you are able to, in this turn, get the first hatch loose. But that's all you're going to do this turn. First key- so bolt all, so all, or first hatch? First hatch, because other people are also helping you. So the, the first, it's not moved yet. Come on, you pansy elf. Make released. something happen. All right, Tredic, what are you doing? <laughs> well... I can either purify some water or keep helping these animals out. All right, so as you start to release... That's the, not the answer I'm looking for. <laughs> the animals, they are in a panic. A lot of them have already started to succumb to the smoke as well. Because they're lower, they're actually okay. You can see that there's some chickens that have already drowned. <laughs> I have gathered as many yeah. of them you're, in my arms. Yeah, yeah you're like... <sighs> getting like a little... It would have been funny if my yell actually started, scared people and people started jumping <laughs> off the ship. Yeah, like, wall of sound just <laughs> Yeah, people were like, the edge. oh my oh, god, no! he's possessed! <laughs> Hair blown back and... Uh, I'm just thinking like... <laughs> head over feet. Somebody pissed them. Like in a bad kung fu movie. I'm sorry! <laughs> just looking for the key! <laughs> I'm not going to jail, am I? So you start, you continue to open the cages and again, you can see some of the animals have already drowned that are under the water. <laughs> There's like little chickens swimming and ducks... Uh, most of the goats are just at the level where their head is just... Live, damn they're <laughs> And they're trying to swim. Like and you goes. start to realize that this is not helping. If anything, it's making things worse. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So I'll give you another action if you would like to, to... You also, you do hear that pounding. And you know that there is something on the other side. I mean, I haven't finalized all my spells here. But Create Water is the level one. And I already have the Purified. So I'm not going back on that. I could attempt to entangle the water, that, but, yeah. or the fire, but I don't know if that's... No. All that does is cause roots to sprout up. Yeah, it does piercing damage. And it's very likely that it would actually damage the ship. Maybe web would smother the... Web that is flammable. Mm, sleet storm? You might want to read that one. I'm going to come back to you. I'm sorry. You create a whirling storm of ice and snow that forms a dense sphere. Creatures trapped in the storm slowly succumb to a deadly chill. Freezing rain and sleet fall in a 20-foot radius cloud center off point within 50 feet of you. Last for five minutes until your con- or until your concentrate. The cloud douses exposed flames in its area. Okay. Then well, that would be something that you could do. Just yeah. hope you're not killing people for no reason. I, I don't like killing people. I, I'm just saying I'm not, I would. I'm not attempting to kill people. I'm attempting to kill with a fire. Okay. All right. I'm going to conjure okay. a sleet storm. All right. I'm going to roll to see if you are able to cast your spell. And you are successfully able to do so. So there's three fires. One of them's already been put out. They're spread across this open area. 
So you can't get both of them. You can only get one. There's one that's sort of closer to the wall that separates the two holds, and there's one that's further away. Which one do you want? You, you can do either one, but you just can't do both. Think of the one farther away. Okay. No, no, let's go with the closer one. I'll go with the closer one. Okay. So you successfully cast your spell. The, the, the room immediately chills. The smoke itself isn't very big. This, uh, the fire itself isn't very big. It's just creating a lot of smoke, and it's been contained, so it's just kind of gathered itself. So it's not like there's a lot of actual heat in the room at the moment. So when your spell happens, the, the temperature in the room drops dramatically, and it drops suddenly. Maybe free, does it freeze you can the actually, water? Yes, you can see that the water starts, it starts to freeze. Um, and all the animals are trapped. And it actually starts to, it doesn't like solidify like a solid block of ice immediately, so your feet aren't trapped in the water. But if you went from standing in water, standing like slush, difficult to it's like, it's like snowy slush, and you, you imagine that it would continue to do that, and that it would eventually turn into solid ice if, it's, if, it main, if you maintain it. All right? Duran, your feet are now really cold, and you're standing in slushy water. Uh, All right. Green so, slushy water. What's the next fire that's near me? It's the one that's closest. So you kind of went right. He went left. The other one is also close to you, but it's, it's partially, it's like in the corner of the one of the walls of the ship. That's the one I definitely want to go to. The corner is going to go up okay, the so. worst. There's the most surface area to cut. All right. So you're going to another create water yeah. spell? All right, so as before, except actually what happens is it snows instead of rains because it's gotten so it's cold in here. Uh, so it actually doesn't work as effectually, but it is putting it out. Okay. You, you, you think it's going to take long? Like the first time it's like, is out like a sprinkler. This is snowflakes. It's snowflakes falling down and then they're melting. So it's still going to dampen the wood and because the fire isn't raging but it's just not as quickly okay. effective. You continue to hear the pounding on the, the hold, but it starts to slow down and get a little bit weaker. Now go ahead and roll me a constitution saving throw. Oh, great. What's your... Uh, well, 13. 13 is high enough to pass, so you are able to basically not pass out and die this round. Good job. All right. Blaine, so all four people, they're spinning. They, they basically pull their steering wheels up out right about the same time you do. They seem to be more practiced at it, and there is a bit of a technique where it's not just spinning around. There's like a, almost like if you do it too fast, it, it gets hung up. So they're doing more of a sort of a smooth, controlled turn, and they're able to get their keys out right at the same time you do. So now you've got this big section of the floor of the main ship that's about six feet wide and about 20 feet long that is ready to come out, but you don't have the equipment that would normally be used to do that. How big is it? It's uh, six feet wide and 20 feet long. So it's a long strip? Yeah. Imagine like this table. Yeah. But just a, you know. Just long? Like proportionately, because this, this table is about four feet wide, so a little bit wider, about twice as long. Is this how cargo is put in? Yeah, this is the, the cargo access. So the whole thing would come up like a crane would lift it out of the way, and that would give you access to crane down cargo. So it's um, it's loose. So if there was a crane, it could now be removed. Correct. Um, I want to. I have everyone on the ship's attention still. I know well, what I'm doing. People are starting to go come back to. Um, 
they're sensitive now that the storm's over, they're they're focused on the fire. So people are getting because there's like little fire, you know, buckets and brigades. So people are starting to like take buckets and just start sloshing buckets of water down the human holes to try to get more water down there. Not realizing that's a bad idea. Uh, in some cases, and so there, there are people that are coming into action to try to help you out. Now, why am I trying to open this hatch? Why do I think that this is a the good captain, idea? The captain told you to. Okay. All right. And you that's, sleep with them. Captain knows best. That's right. Husband knows best. Uh, well, I'll, I'll just put a little caveat right now. I am not a fireman, unlike two of the people at the table. So if there's anything that scientifically is incorrect about the way I'm portraying the scene, suck it up. Actually, oh, suck it up. Okay. Suck it up. Oxygen makes fire bigger. Correct. Well, I was going to say when you said that it's not too hot from the smoke and the gases, but the gases are actually hot where a lot of yeah, gases are. Superheated gas really bad. Okay, so um, both of you are dead now. Oh, well, hold on here. Just give me one more play <laughs> here. The yeah. The way I watched that movie Hollow Man, and there was a girl hanging from a rope, and a giant fireball came up and almost touched her, and she was fine. What's Hollow Man? It's you a don't remember that movie about I'm turning invisible. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was thinking Wicker Man, which is something entirely yeah, very very different. Um, so what do you want to do? I want to rouse everyone on the deck. <laughs> Arouse everyone <laughs> on the deck. <laughs> the captain. Boner 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 boner. I heard something entirely. Like vagina. Eighteen. We have, hard, we have hard nipples and erect penises all around. Um, so you start working that shaft. Some Literally. Out of nowhere, like, the lights that a disco, disco ball makes gets, <laughs> starts shining on the deck, and I start doing this. And a pig appears on us. <laughs> all right. Uh, um, I want to try to use charisma to rouse everybody on the deck. Okay, so you're gonna rally so you you to everyone to lift. every single hand that I can see. Uh, <laughs> uh, grab onto this giant piece of wood, <laughs> it just, and it just keeps coming. And we're gonna. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Anyway, anyway. Okay, so, so I want to work this wood yeah. to arouse everyone. Until it blows open. <laughs> I think it's outside. All right. So Why is it outside? Let's arouse everyone to a united effort. 13. 13. And in this situation, they're all... For the sake of your lives! Yeah. So they reach out. A couple people actually use tools that... They're kind of improvising, like sword blades and almost like crowbars to get up, right up enough that people are able to get it underneath. And it's obviously a very heavy piece of wood. My idea is to not to like pick it up, right, but to flip it. Flip it over. So you start to get like everyone rallies. At some point, people can't help because they would fall into the hole if they try to keep going. So only the people on the edges are able to really help. So give me a strength roll. Fourteen. So with your massive half or biceps, you sort of take the middle position, and you heave it up almost like a clean and jerk and get it above your head. And this allows the, the people are, to get to the edges, and you're able to throw it off, and the black smoke just starts to come up. Now, there's still another hatch below, 
So it's not like you've opened it all the way down yet, but this allows the smoke that's accumulated on the second level to escape, which will actually help clear things out in the lower holds for them. All right, Frederick. So there is currently no fires burning where you can see, and there is a very sort of weakening knock coming from the other side of the hole. All my job's done. Yes. The, the fires are out. And on the, again, the, this hold is separate, so it's possible. Because someone yelled earlier, the fire's getting to the nitro. There is no nitro in this half of the hold, so you would assume that there's additional fires on the other side. Oh, so well, we're not done yet. Yeah, this hold is, is basically split in two. You were, you're in one half that's self-contained. There's a doorway that would let you go into the other half. Uh, well, I'm gonna. I need to go figure out what's going on. Okay, so, so you're gonna try to go and open the door. So as you touch it, you're immediately hot. Yeah, th that side seems to probably have been more secure, more contained. So the the fire and the smoke inside there has gathered up more than what was in here. Go ahead and give me a strength roll. Thirteen. All right. So there's a door that it's almost like like a barn door. There's like a door that you can open that a person could go through, but it's also part of a larger door that you would be able to open to, to allow the cargo that's come down the other side to be pushed into this room and it would be closed. But as you push against it, the water that's accumulated on the other side is thicker. So it seems like the, whatever, the, wherever the water's coming from, it's actually coming from the other side and it's seeped into the side so there's more water. So it's really hard to push against that. But as you start to open it, so water actually starts to kind of pour no, in. No, 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 but there's no, fires no, over there. No, 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 I think it's no, the, no, the, no, no. the the fires are above the water, or we don't run aware of whether. Close that door. You don't know. So as you start, that's to what open, you hear. As you start to open it, you hear close that door. Close that door. I snap it. It's very easy to shut because the yeah, pressure yeah. closes it back. Go ahead and roll me a Constitution check. All right. All right. 21. All right. You see Tredig start to open the door. Your fire senses kick in and you tell him to stop. What are you going to do? Evil firefighting cleric. Okay. Well, there's no more fires going on here, correct? Correct. But you have every reason to believe that there are more fires on the other side of that door. Oh, man. I just... We're going to need more help. <laughs> We're going to need a bigger boat. We don't know what's on the other side of that door. Well, there's some water. Um, maybe some fire. <laughs> cool. So let's Let's come up with a plan here before we... <laughs> Dive headfirst into this place. All right. So you're thinking. So I do have water breathing. I'm going to cast on us protection from energy, fire, and smoke. Okay. So he, is there any hindrance to him casting? I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, do you want me to read? Wording. So you just check the wording because I know the fire part. I'm just not sure if that would affect the smoke part. You, you touch a willing creature and choose a damage type, acid, cold fire, lightning, or thunder. The target has resistance to that damage type. 
for the duration. Hmm. There are cloud-type spells, so I'll say that works, but you'd have to cast it twice, once for the smoke and once for the fire. Those are two different types of effects on you. Right now, I would just want it for the smoke. Okay. Now, can you cast it on both of you, or do you have to cast it because it says a target, or is it multiple people? Oh, I was mixing it up with one of the other ones. Concentration. Well, but does it just say? It target? can just me. Okay. So I guess it, I'm just going to cast that on myself. Okay. I will roll the percentile to see if it works. It does. So you cast it against on yourself, and you do kind of like on the fly modify the spell a little bit because it's not exactly designed to do that, but it's close enough that you think you can make it work. And essentially, what happens is you almost create like a bubble of air. That's kind of what I was envisioning. It's kind of just a. So it's almost like you have a fishbowl of just pure air that's just constantly billowing up. not like fast enough to obscure your vision, but it's just keeping all the smoke away so you can actually breathe clearly so you no longer have to make your saves. So, good job. All right. Fire is going. It's doing it. I can also cast Fulgrim Ruin, so... I don't... Is there any reason why... You don't actually... I wouldn't wait... If you've read that, you don't... Free movement. No, I think they actually... Water breathing for a half hour. All right. Blaine, so... After ever gets flipped over, you see that the other three guys who have keys put their keys back in the same hole, and they're starting to turn again. So you kind of get to imagine that it's almost like a giant screw with certain sections missing, and you need to turn the screw again so that it will release the second Well, I could cast this again on So do you want to use the key that you had to do the same thing? Okay. Go ahead and give me a dexterity check. Well, we can destroy Four. Okay, you're able to do it, but you're not able to do it fast enough because you're still slow. That's essentially all you're going to be able to do this turn. All right. Okay, so we've got, I've got my shield. I'm ready. We'll cast the the water things on. uh, Or if you want to, can you cast that ice ball again? I think if we open the door... The first few things that we see, we should just start eliminating. Is that ice thing duration? Dimension door. That would allow you to pass into the other side without opening uh, an actual hole. It's like shifting through space. I don't want to waste a spell. It's a fourth level, and I only have... It's a way in. We have no way out. No way out. Yeah. That's so maybe, not a, maybe that's, that's a, a way out. That's maybe a that's our safe. get out of jail. That's our get out of well, jail card. You might want to check the, your spell that you cast earlier, the, the snowy one. It was one. a uh, level three. But is it a duration spell? Um, yes. So it, it's possible it's still going, and it may also be something that you can move. So it's possible that you could just yeah, keep it going. There's a fireball that I believe is a level three spell that is yeah, uh, it's, um, sphere. Fire that's sphere. For five minutes or until your concentration is broken. Um, does it say that you can move it? No, it doesn't say anything about it. That okay. fire sphere you can move around. Yeah. I just, so I can well, are you going to turn off your snow spell, or are you going to keep it going? Because you can turn it off whenever you want, and it is continuing to make it cold and freeze the water. I think I kept it going. I'm sorry? No, I kept it going. Okay. All right, so make a decision, or I'm moving on. I. Okay, moving on. What do you think? He's caught with indecision. You can breathe now. 
we'll open the door and uh, get get ready. Okay, so give me a strength check. That is delicious. Glass bottles taste better. Mm. The LA two, I can't stand the LA two. Is it like an extra negative when you roll a one? Possibly. Five. So. Is my strength check. What you do is you lose your footing because of the snowy, icy mess, slush. Uh, and as you start to push against it, you essentially you you push yourself away from the door, and, and that also is kind of telling you how much pressure there is on the other side of the store. And again, you even if you start to crack it, water is coming through and smoke's coming through, and you can feel there's a lot of heat on that door. Okay. All right. So that will be your turn. Fire is going to take its turn. Blaine. So one of the a couple of the guys are talking. Tim, we're going to have to get a rope on that. And on they, what? On the, the second level, there's another hatch down below that will oh. open. And there's really there's no way to get your fingers under that one. So you're going to have to get either. Are there people down there? No, not yet. Like you just now opened it last turn. So this is all happening kind of at the same turn, unless you told someone to jump down there and no one did on their own. So either you're going to have to break through it, or you're going to have to somehow attach a rope to lift it up. Break through the hatch? Yeah, like use your it's axe. It's metal, right? No, it's wood. You're on a wooden oh. ship. So how are we able to get the things out from the top deck if we weren't down there? No, well, like there's like just like a little gear that's exposed on the ship about about the size of a half dollar maybe two sizes big lap and your key turns it which turns like a screw which is in the corner of that almost like an elevator shaft and when the screw is in a certain position it unlocks the hatch so the hatch can be removed or locked down so it doesn't fly off during the storm or move around there's essentially another one exactly the same on the next level down but it's still the same screw so when you turn the screw again to their proper place, it releases, and then normally the, a crane would lift that one straight out. So it releases from the top deck? Yes. So there's a screw that goes all the way oh, down, okay. and it, it essentially releases both of them separately. So at this point, it's unlocked. It can be lift, lifted up, but you would have to tie a rope to one side or the other, and you know, lift it up one way or the other. Or you could pull a mighty Thor, jump down there with your hammer, smash through it and go all How the way many out. people are around me that just helped me throw the hatch over? Nine other people. I want to point at all nine of them and say, jump down to the next, jump down there. Give me a charisma check. And I'll jump, I'm going to jump first, and then I'm when I'm down there. And hope they fall. I'll say, get down here, lead by example. <laughs> Twelve. Okay. So are you just jumping down there to land, or are you, again, like trying to pull a floor and smash the To floor? land, because I'm going to get everybody down there. I'm going to open this one. Well, again, once you're down there, you can't. So imagine <laughs> it's like an elevator shaft with a lid. Halfway down, there's another lid. So it's, it's essentially, it's exactly the size it needs to uh -huh. be. So there's nowhere for you to put your finger. You'd be standing on top of the hatch. Okay. So there, you have to attach a rope to it. Or otherwise, find a way to get through it. Otherwise, then I'll I yell I'm for not, a rope. I may not be explaining it well. I you? understand it now. Okay. So then, what, so you're back on top of that first ship. 
before you tell everyone to jump in the hole, what are you doing? People have jump got, out of the hole. Um, people have already got rope because they they assume that this is coming. It's coming. Okay, so, so people that's got rope, but they haven't done anything with it yet. Um, I'm gonna jump down in the hole. Okay. Take the have them lower the rope down, tie it off, then um, climb back up the rope to get out. Okay, so you jump down. Go ahead and give me a dex check just to make sure you don't fall on your head. Five. Five. There was enough to not fall on your head. So you, you jump, you just don't land, land very sveltly. Both of you hear a loud and something heavy crashes above you, but it, it's actually above the, the other side. So you hear it, but it's not directly above you. The smoke is starting to billow around, but it's still around the crack, so you're not like any sort of inhalation danger. And right in the center of that second lid, there's actually like a metal coupling. So there's an easy place for you to run a rope around and tie off. And so very quickly you can get a solid knot. But you're now down at the bottom with the knot. So are you going to have them try to pull you too, or you do want to try to climb up the rope? No, I'm going to climb, like, I'm going to climb up the rope and out of the hole and okay. help them pull the rope. Okay, so you climb up, so that will be your turn. Tredek. Tredek. Help them open the door. Scroll through those. Okay, so go ahead and... It's called Roll Something Innovative. Scroll a drink check. We have a 19. Okay, so as you, you're pushing yourself away... Well, now all of a sudden there's a great pressure release. <laughs> well, it hasn't actually happened yet. I've sort well, of stumbled into the door. Oh. Well, he comes up. And he just kind of gets beside you and sort of like, and digs in a little bit deeper, uses his shoulder, and the door starts to open. And where you're still kind of pushing away, you're not really helping, but you're you're there. I'm there, and, yeah. And so you open it about maybe a foot and a half. It's enough for both of you to slide in, and there's just red all on the wall. <clears throat> like every wall on the other side is on fire. It's not billowing, but it's... So it's up above the water level. Yes, uh, there's probably another eight inches of water on the other side, so it, it's starting to equalize now that the door's been held open for a while, and again, as it comes into this side, it's starting to turn to slush almost instantly because it's so cold. Now, your breath is puffing in the air, and the floor around you is starting to solidify. Like If you stay here long enough, your feet will freeze inside of the water. I'm going to go ahead and turn off my okay. spell out on the other side. Um, but, the, but the water on the other side, would, I mean, if you did keep it on, it would yeah. start traveling from the starting other, to, other yeah. way. Um, now that you have, again, have oxygenized this room, the, the fire actually does seem to whoop. It doesn't, like a backdraft, like, and the whole thing explode, but you can, there's like a red haze that sort of, sort of erupts, and the smoke starts billowing out on this side, because it, it appears that the pressure is coming through, so the smoke is really starting to come through this side. Again, you're with your mask, you're fine. So what do you, so now the door's open. Yep. All I right. see that, and I'm going to cast my water spell as a level four spell. Okay. So it's going to be three times more in, of the water. Okay. Or so I'm assuming that it would three times the space, the space, and it's going to... Okay, and just quickly refresh me on how much space it normally would be. 25 cubic feet. Okay, so 75 cubic feet is quite a lot. Yep. Okay, so... I'm hoping that it fills the room. With water, okay. Well, well actually, you don't yeah. have to roll I don't think you have to roll anything. It just It just, it just is, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so you walk in, and there's just almost like... It's almost like a water fireball. You sort of gather this water, and it explodes 
not explodes violently, but it just goes out in every direction. It was like a water balloon exploded and splashes all the walls and the ceiling and immediately has a, a drenching effect where, again, you're, you being the fireman, I imagine that would actually cause the smoke to instantly get worse. There would be a lot of steam. Steam vapor would. All right. So go yeah. up. And again, there's not a, a good that? place for it to go quite yet. So a lot of it would probably go back through the open door over past you. You are still fine. I don't know if it would be enough to damage anybody. So we're not yeah. worried about that. So it, a lot of steam, kind of painful, rushes over your body. But you seem to be okay. <clears throat> so you get back up top, Blaine. You get everybody together. You're, you're pulling on the rope. And because you're not pulling straight up, obviously it doesn't come up smoothly. But it's not like a surgical steel box. I mean, there's, there's a little bit of wiggle, so you're able to manage to get, to get it up. It raises up the last bit of now more like white smoke to sort of billows out. And as you look down, you see Duran down below sort of hunched over, almost out of breath, and there's just like, it's like slush. The whole bottom of the boat is full of like a green slushy mixture um, and um, there's lots of burnt, charred boxes and barrels and uh, and other things. And there's you, you see a chicken fall over dead. Give us feedback and comments at our website, dndacademy.com. You can check out previous podcasts at our website and subscribe to future ones on iTunes. If you have a suggestion for a topic, we'd love to hear it. Email your ideas to podcast at dndacademy.com, and you can connect with us on Twitter at dnd underscore academy. As always, thanks for listening, and remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. <laughs>